safe side. Stick out the mandolin and the <laughs> voice. The whole thing, really. Hello and welcome to another edition of Hop Heroes, the show where we talk about our favorite drinks and our favorite heroes. I'm your host, Jordan Arith, and with me as always, we have talented artist and comic enthusiast, J.R. Gonzalez. Sup, Jay. What's up, J.R.? That was cute. Are you winking at me, bro? Yeah, that was it? like very blurry. <laughs> it's not subtle at all. It's fucking weird. All right, so we're just going to move on from that. And then we got our, uh, our third host, Zach Barlow. How you living, son? What up? I'm good. How are you? I'm hot. I'm I'm, I'm dying, it's but not I'm that in bad. The, I'm in the presence of love, so it's okay. Aww. Oh, because we have our Aww. very special guest, the lovely Samantha Farrar. Hello. Hi, Sammy. Hi, guys. Welcome, welcome to the to show. The, We're yeah, gonna be super to nice show. to you today because we're Just so happy today, that though. you're here. Yeah. We're gonna put on airs. <laughs> and that's uh, E R R O R because we fuck up a lot so um and then we always got our boy guy in the chair Vinny mcbroom how you living son doing well doing well um well side story my kid is going through his first fever right now so that kind of sucks damn bro but... and you're recording an episode of hop dedication Vinny. Mm-hmm. that's the shit <laughs> i like bro we got back from the doctor's appointment like an hour ago or something luckily i had all this stuff mostly set up so it wasn't too bad, but he's sleeping it off right now. He'll be okay. So you like ran the house and just threw him in the crib and then smirked it to the room to record? <laughs> Actually, no. I came inside and then tossed him up the stairs, and I somehow he got into his crib by himself. So like, dude, that's like a cartoon. That's impressive. <laughs> he's a strong boy. Well, I feel yeah, like we're having fine. fevers in here because it's ninety degrees in Alaska, and we have to shut the windows for the audio. And uh, global warming is a bitch. Yeah, fuck global warming, bro. <laughs> Jordan, Dude, that's all they talk about up here, too. Well, yeah, it's a bummer. This shouldn't be this hot in Alaska. I shouldn't have to sweat this much in Alaska. This isn't why I came here. People up like, there talk about global warming all the time? All the fucking... Well, well all oh, of our God, ice is melting that. and our global polar bears are dying. I know. Yeah, it's a sad topic, so let's just move on. Yeah, let's pretend yeah. like it's not happening. Yeah. You guys are global, so Alaskan right now, you bring up I'm, freaking global warming <laughs> in the middle of I'm stuff. freezing. It's like freaking wearing on you, man. <laughs> Dude, it is. Have you looked a polar bear in the eyes, Zach? No, dude. I <laughs> thought we were moving heart. on from the topic. Yeah, I haven't either, but I can imagine it'd be tough. So, Scary. Uh, today we are talking magic and the gathering. what it means to us. Not magic the gathering. I was like, what? No. What <laughs> magic, magic means to you. So, Zach, I ask you, at what age did you stop believing magic was real? Yeah. I still believe magic is real. I <laughs> believe in magic in a younger time. No, man. I don't know. I think that um, I am not a realist out of the group. I, 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 <laughs> no, I you live in the clouds, bro. <laughs> yeah, dog. I, I live in I live in my own world. I just think, to, to be honest, though, I, I really do believe that there's things that happen in the world and in the universe that humans can't explain. And I think that science can only take us so far. And I think that um, those unexplainable things can be called many different things, whether it's like miracles or magic or, you know, whatever it, it may be. But I do think that they exist. Like, I don't believe that humans have everything down. Like, they don't just, I don't believe we know everything. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And if we did, it'd be a real boring world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I believe that's, in magic, bro. I never stopped believing in magic. There we go. Zach is that's, magic. That's what I oh, don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> don't. This We're is not sure who good. I'm going to align don't with. It could be you or Zach. Let's see how it plays out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so just so you guys know, I got Marcy in my lap. And uh, if, if me and Sammy are both in this room, she would be clawing at that door, making noise. So she's going to be on the episode with us now. Hell yeah, um, Marcy. What's good? We got two special guests. Yeah, today. yeah. <laughs> pretty, For pretty you audio guests. listeners, Marcy is a dog. <laughs> Marcy's our adopted son we keep in the basement uh, yeah, he, uh, he'll claw at the doors if we don't let him in so it gets dark quick uh, what about you JR what's your take on magic bro um, I love reading about magic I love being engulfed in magic I never thought about like as magic as real um, I guess I am the realist of the group because <laughs> I never sure. uh Involved, like thought that magic was real or not. So, uh, but I love reading about it. I love 
level anything magic anything you know that sci-fi magic is always dangerous too so um i always love love that about it that's yeah yeah I, I i agree i think that all of us you know if we love comics we love magical worlds you know we love the imagination stretching it out and seeing what what's what's out there that's not real and getting escape in this world every once in a while so i think that's what magic is unless yeah. you're in paris and you're walking to the Eiffel Tower, and there's street magicians. Oh, God damn it. Um, otherwise known as gypsies. <laughs> and, Don't bring us up. Um, you know, you're walking, and you feel like, okay, you've seen the game a couple times. This is nothing. I can win some money off this. No matter what your girlfriend says, you're going to hop in it's and It's right try outside it. the Eiffel Tower. If you've ever traveled ever, you know not to get played by the people playing gambling games right outside the Apple Tower. Not to mention the fake crowd around us. They were all very okay. clear, they were all very clearly related. They all literally looked the same. They were cheering me on. <laughs> they were telling me, you can so, do no, no, it, bro. No, 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 you no, can no, do no, it. No, no. So then we get him that little, you know, that little pouch you put under your shirt to hide your money like a nerd when you go across. My, my money wallet that I strapped to my chest? No, no, no. So it's under his shirt. So this fool, in front of these like hustlers, goes into a shirt, takes out his like secret money wallet. They're like, opens oh, that's it where it is. Up so they can see his passport, all the money he yeah, has. That's pretty sick. Gives him our last 50 euros. I was showing off. Well, I didn't give him our last okay, 50 wait, euros. Okay, no, wait, no, no. You know, how, I, how the fuck did we get on this? Because let's, I'm let's just bring saying. It back. We're going to bring it back. So Matt, did they beat you up and take it? No. I almost bro. did. It was it was the game where they put the ball into the cup and they moved the, ball, they moved the cups around. So glad to have you on, by the way. And they moved the cups around with the balls and you have to guess which cup the ball is in. You know? And I fucking had it, and I. But did you though? Pick the cup. No, we didn't, guys. Because guess what? Our last fifty euros went to this man as he was laughing at us. Uh, here's what happened. So I picked. Was the he cup. really no, that no, no, fast though? It it was, and they felt so bad for him because he was so easily taken that the guy showed Dude. him how he tricked him. I knew him exactly what was going on the whole time. I knew wow. Exactly no, he showed us how you got tricked. He ran. Actually, he chased me down. I was like, hey, by the way, next time that you. you he just felt bad. There will be a next time because you're ignorant. Uh, <laughs> His advice was after because I picked so I picked the cup and then I take a step back, bring up my money wallet, and then give him my money. And amidst that transaction where I looked down briefly, he swapped the cups. And Ooh, then wow. I, the one I picked was not the one with the ball. Because it was very obvious. So I was like, this is too easy. And I got fucking hustled. And so he runs up to me afterwards, like, hey man, always put your foot on top of the cup when you're getting your money out. That's the that's the trick. So Wow. Hey, you know what? What a nice guy. That was like Aladdin, dog. He's gonna yeah, hustle he had, like, you like he's a street teeth, hustle, he had $50 but he's got a heart. Wallet, so yeah, he's he's got <laughs> a diamond heart, in so. the rough. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. He knew that it was gonna be the wrath of me afterwards because I was just standing <laughs> with this guy's fucking mom, who Jordan thought was a part of the crowd, shaking my head. They knew I didn't want him to play. They were all cheering me on. And then we find out they all leave together after I lost my money. Like, oh, <laughs> sure, it was a group hustle. So that's my take. That's magic. That's magic for you. That's magic. Wow, what a that's what an enchanting magic. life you live. That's beautiful. Honey. <laughs> no, take risks. Sometimes they don't pay off. That's just cool. Okay, that's gambling. That's not magic. But. Moving on. So uh, the reason that we discuss magic today is because we're talking the magicians, which is the Lev Grossman novel that got uh, what's the word adapted into a TV series, and um, now it is its own comic as well, graphic novel. So we're talking Alice's story. Um, and our beverage of the day is oh. Elliot's Yikes. signature cocktail. Can't wait is, to see this. Uh, so he's a famous character from the show, and I say famous because he feels famous. He just has that attitude. He's the he's the best. Well, and he's at least in the the TV series, and I think even in the book, he's known for drinking quite a bit. So you think he'd have better taste than this signature cocktail? He always cocktail? has something. So this signature cocktail um, is supposed to be green. Let's just start there, oh, and. God. Uh, the recipe is six dashes of cucumber bitters. Nope, celery. Celery bitters, you're right. Sorry. Six dashes of celery bitters, 1.5 ounces of vodka, three quarter ounces of creme de menthe, three quarter ounces of vermouth, and then a quarter ounce <clears throat> of simple syrup. And I saw a YouTube video on it and it looked delicious and it looked cool. It was like neon green. It didn't look good. It just. And then I get the stuff, I make it, and it's crystal clear. And looks like shit and smells like bad stuff. <laughs> so sure what do you right do when shit? that happens? So we found you put some, in twenty drops of food coloring that so you find in the cabinet. So we found some red food coloring just to add some color to it, so it's not like a glass of water. And in doing so, I spilled all over the counter and oh all over my hands, and I look like I jacked off the Kool Aid Man now. So mind you, we do have it. I don't know if it's granite or marble. It's some kind of fucking stone countertop. So what you don't do 
is squirt food coloring all over it because it absorbs into the stone. Doesn't Anyways, it? nice. Anyways, Moving on. We're not gonna talk about that. So we're gonna take a whiff that's it smells like a bad celery field. I don't wanna drink. <laughs> I don't wanna drink it. Mmm, yeah. Giddy up. I don't want it. We got this. Just a sip. Down it. <coughs> oh my god. I don't like celery better. I thought you not. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, we lost Sammy. It's like it's fine. Oh my god. <laughs> we lost Sammy. I don't All know. Right. It's not that bad. <laughs> Jordan can drink anything, I think, and I feel like he just killed, killed it. it. Bro, Jordan is a tank. <laughs> I mean it's not good. <laughs> you alright? Oh. The creme de menthe really masks. You sh- you drank the whole. You're a fucking monster. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes, Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah. Jordan. Oh. oh, that was a bad one. That last one was bad. <laughs> Woo. I'm so glad. I'm so glad the three of us decided not to do this. Oh man, I'm gonna chase that with some. It tastes like a farmer's asshole. Like if he made his own celery and rubbed around his asshole, that's what it would what, taste like. What about it's the creme de menthe? Does that taste like menthol? <laughs> what does that close. taste? Uh, the creme de menthe actually is the, is the saving grace because it cuts through the... The celery bitters are what do it. <laughs> the celery oh, bitters are what do it? it no, no, it, what, what ruins What make it, it really bad. I don't Ugh. get it. Maybe I overdid the celery bitters, but it said six dashes, so I went A dash is not wah, 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 wah. And we're making two drinks, so I did twelve. So I was just bah, 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 bah. And uh yeah, we have a farmer's asshole drink. So Elliot, I don't agree with your Ooh. style, but it is different. Sci-fi. You might want to rethink Elliot's signature drink hmm. in that whole YouTube video. That was very misleading. Yeah, and we'll post that YouTube video on, on our IG so you guys can uh, see how to make it and how it's supposed to look. And then get the right creme de menthe that actually has green green coloring in it. Don't get the clear one. Because then it's just fucking, just fucking pointless. Um, but uh, moving on. I'm going to be feeling good in a little bit here. All right. So let's go into the story. How about, JR, tell us what you need to know about magicians. And then let's go into how that relates to Alice's story. All right. So magicians was published in 2009 by Lev Grossman. And um, he talked about having uh, kind of like a he, he once he what well, he did love magic that was his thing he loved magic he and he was influenced by like you know uh, the Chronicles of Narnia you know Harry Potter so he wanted to do this magic story and have these people um, <clears throat> these characters kind of more realistic a little bit you know kind of these normal like nonchalant kind of individuals in his books and um he kind of came up with the uh, character q and um kind of watching him on an interview he talked about it when he, they were doing the show and um how emotional he got about the, sh- the show coming out and how um, excited he was about that but uh the magi- the magicians follows q more along the lines and alice is a basically a character that um looks to q for a lot of the baggage i guess right you know kind of like she's emotionally challenged i think at times she comes into a world uh she lives in the, the magic world and q does not um <clears throat> but it's 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 kind of it's kind of like an it's not like a regular magic like if you're gonna read harry potter or the chronicles of narnia which i've read both it's not the same kind of magic book do you know what i mean like when you read magic it's, it's a more, lot darker yeah, it's so a lot it's flouncy and light and fluffy. It's... Yeah, and it's got this like, it's almost like, it's it's not depressing, but it's almost like it's a little bit sad at times because you you just you know um, <clears throat> you you don't get like this like you know you read Harry Potter you're like excited there's like action scenes in there this is more about relationships more about um, the, the struggle. The struggle. Like if magic yeah. was actually real, I guess. This exactly, be- and I've actually been yeah. told magic that um, when someone actually, someone actually, <laughs> we know it, Zach. We know, we know your magic. Um, I've forgotten. Ear Zach. <laughs> yeah, earmuffs. Uh, when someone gave me this book uh, a couple years ago, they they told me it's like Harry Potter, but in the college realm. So now mm-hmm. you got that. Um, <clears throat> it, it's no longer about being an innocent kid. You've gone through all the. Now you're an adult, and you're doing all the adult things, and now you got magic involved. Um, and basically that's the magicians and they, and they, 
there's a uh, <clears throat> throughout the book they kind of have no goal in life they're just kind of learning and they're just kind of trying to um, get through school um, to kind of like a normal individual does where they go to college and and they're like okay what's next after college and that's kind of what happens in the book obviously that you know in Alice uh, it kind of shows that pictation but yeah that's that's the magicians in a quick yeah. light summary I mean it's a big thick book it's a great book though so well, there's several of them, right? There's three. There's three. Okay. A trilogy, yeah. It's a trilogy? Yep. And then the show, so the show was pitched to Fox in 2011, and Fox was like, nah. <clears throat> and then they revisited the pilot and pitched it to Sci-Fi in 2013, and they bought it, and then they started airing it in 2015, and, and I think they just, Vinny just said they got renewed for their fifth, fifth season? Mm-hmm. What he said, yeah. So they've they've surpassed the trilogy in their fourth season. So kind of similar to Game of Thrones, where they they were running off a book and now they're kind of running free. Are they still writing the books though, or are the books done and now the show's just doing their own thing? Uh, the books are done. I've never yeah. read the third one. I don't know if it's like an ending or not, but it is. Yeah, yeah. everybody kind of goes in their own paths, and it's yeah. Okay. Uh, things get resolved. So what would you say, Sammy? Who's like? Is Alice a, like a front character in the in the book and in the show? As, as like because this is her Alice's story, so this is her side of things. But is she a main mainstay in the regular story? Yeah, I would say so because Quentin's the main character, and a lot of his motivation is Alice based. I mean, not essentially like up first, like at front at yeah. first, but I don't know when she turns into a niff and he's trying to change her back, and then he's over her when she's brooding, and I don't know. I feel like she motivates a lot of the story because Quentin's obsessed with her. Okay. And yeah, Quentin, so Quentin Coldwater, I think is his name. Yep. With the story kind of revolves around. So my feelings on Quentin are based strictly off of the TV show because I never read the books. I only watched TV show because Sammy was into it. And Quentin was a fucking goober and always like, oh, I don't know what to do. Very unattractive. And he had long fucking... Alice could do way better. Dangly hair and, and, and he just wasn't... Yeah, he wasn't my speed. In the comic... He's actually kind of like a mysterious kind of like, still has shitty hair, but he's kind of like different, you know, and like, he's kind of cool. Got a cool vibe. No? What? He's oh. kind of a dick. He's no, a fucking asshole. No, dude. I no, disagree. He's... I think Quentin sucks. Yeah. <laughs> he does. Okay. Oh, jeez. Well, he he fell he's... for Quentin. In the, he, he I didn't know. No, 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 no. I did not fall for Quentin. I'm saying that he's just... <laughs> Compared to the TV show, Zach, if you've seen him on the TV show, I haven't seen I haven't seen the TV show at all. He's so a fucking. Let me just dweeb. let me start by saying that I'm, I've only he's read not the cool. graphic novel. Yeah, he's not cool in the graphic novel. He's just cooler than he was in the TV show. I Damn, guess. he must really suck in the TV show. He's but he's awkward uh, he in all three phases me. though. Like I feel like right. he's an awkward he's individual. Yeah, in all three, yeah. it's just a different kind of awkward. You know, in the book, he's more of like he actually does. They talk more about his his magic. With his, you know, like little magic tricks, you know, that he does. They kind of pointed out in Alice's story, but in the book, it's more about um, he does little side card things, you know, kind of things like he's that a you. Street would, hustler, he, like gypsies he, in Paris. Yeah, he's like a little yeah. nerd who got into magic, and nobody really found him that significant, and he was kind of right. isolated. Yeah. Yeah. And then they found out that break bills was a thing, and then he ended up in in the school. And then he found Alice with big tits and blonde hair, there and you is. know what they took blonde away from hair? me? Yes, blonde hair, big tits, short skirts, nerdy and broody. You know what I don't need is another broody, nerdy brunette. And that's what they gave me in the comic. Wow. So she looks nothing like the the two characters don't look anything alike. No. Don't you remember me throwing a fit about that when we first started discussing? Discussing yeah, Vinny didn't want to I do the whole the book. I downloaded the sample for the book, because and I was like, what the fuck did they do to Alice? Right? <laughs> Half of her appeal was her big tits and her blonde hair. Yeah. Just that's saying. The, that's the female perspective, you guys. Mm-hmm. That's not us being Me and young. Sammy are on Team Alice. Seriously. I just, sci-fi show. I don't need another broody brunette. A smart brunette. No, I want we all know why Vinny hot, busty blonde. We've reached our quota on broody brunettes. If, she's, if, she's very, she is very, um... Moody. What's wrong with big in, boobs? In the, in the <laughs> What's wrong book? with big boobs? <laughs> absolutely She's a great actress. Besides back problems, absolutely nothing. But Zach, first like, did you find her to be that interesting in the comic? Um, I think she was the most interesting character. But that's honestly not saying a lot. Right, um, exactly. And you don't know Elliot. I didn't love the comic. I'm not going to. Well, did you feel oh, any, like, emotional connection to anything? Or did 
any of the attachments they had to each other make sense? Uh, no. So I, I actually have um, a part that I hi- wanted to highlight uh, in the Beneath the Ink. Um, so I'll say no now, and then when we get to that, I'll I can elaborate. I'm excited. I'm so excited. Um, yeah. So the comic basically runs through what uh, Alice's story about how she. So she in the beginning in, in the show and the book, I believe, and also the graphic novel, she loses her brother, Charlie. Yep. Who who goes to. Um, what's the school called? Breakbills. Uh, Breakbills. And he's a very excellent magician, as is her whole family. Uh, magic just kind of runs in their family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alice is like the, like the, like the fucking genius. JR, so please don't. correct me if I'm wrong. It's been a long time since I read the books. Just saying. Uh, yeah, he's, he's staring right I also here. I also feel like we should establish that Breakbills is a school for magicians. It's a it's college. Like, it's kind of like, or college. It's like kind of like yeah. Hogwarts. Where like if, if it was you're... WSU. What's up? <laughs> it was, was, it's Hogwarts, but if it was WSU. If it was Washington. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo! yeah pretty much. Woo! Yes, that's perfect. Uh, it's yeah. Hogwarts if it was Wazoo. But essentially, if, if you're a magician or you're magically inclined, then they discover you, and then you show up there, and you take a mm-hmm. test, and you get in. And that's what, that's what um, Break Bills is. It's a, it's Question a on that for the experts. Um, so in the graphic novel, Alice was not discovered. Her brother was. But she found her way there. Is that how it actually happened to? Yes. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And and you find out the reason that she was not discovered was because she didn't. They didn't want her to go through what her brother went through or, or understand what her brother went through. Right. Yeah. There was just some some kind of tension because her brother niffed out. And then her whole. Okay, so we've said niffin' out twice. Yeah, now, let's, so. let's nip. Go ahead. Everybody doesn't know what a niffin' is. I don't. So, well, yeah, if you're listening to this, you listen to know what a niffin' is, then niff the fuck off. <laughs> niff the fuck off. If, uh, <laughs> go niff yourself, okay? Yeah, just niff, niff yourself in the corner. God, uh, so, so what does becoming a niffin' mean? It. Jr. Oh, okay. Um, basically, right. you go from. Uh, I'm trying to like relate this to comic book characters. Basically, you go from. Um, a regular mutant to an omega mutant power, right? So you go from basically being a, a like a, a a regular human to like a celestial, where you're like so above everything else. So you go from Cyclops to Gambit, is what you're saying? No, dude. But every episode, don't. every single episode, this is what we're gonna do. Don't get distracted, single, JR, We're talking don't. about magicians right this now. This is a fucking softball. We found bro. our way back to. That Cyclops. was a layup. I had to tackle that one. Come on. Okay. Now. Sorry, Jr. <laughs> um, just call, um. But basically, it's <laughs> just another 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 on. power level. She's so above. Uh, when when they go nymph, nymph. We're <laughs> uh, <laughs> a nymphomaniac. It's crazy. They're just fucking all. Yeah, when they yeah. they're just uh, basically there's just another level of magic. It, it, they're no longer um, tangible. They're intangible. Everything is is a uh, is above it all. Like, and actually, at the end of the books, it starts transitioning from. Um, Per, first person perspective to almost like third person perspective where she starts saying right um this is what happens to this person and she starts letting go of alice so she becomes a different being altogether and that's what happens right. to Nip. And, I, and i think that's important to, to key in on because yes the being becomes more powerful but it actually basically kills the person yes because that person loses their identity so they're no longer alice now they're just power like a part incarnate. of the greater universe yeah, right? yeah. energy humanity, humanity's gone so Right. Raise your hand if you if you felt there was a little connection there to Doctor Manhattan. I, yeah. I I saw Doctor Manhattan in that, but I think that that's just a that's a generally um, used archetype character, the all powerful, detached. Now I feel like well, a fucking asshole. You were the asshole. only one, so. Well, I thought it was very. They were blue, and they felt like no connection to humanity. And they were naked. Well, and just, Is that why? Like mainly the, the naked part. Maybe the, yeah. And so now her and Quentin, once she becomes an if, and they can't interact on the physical plane. She yeah. just becomes consumed by her power, but it's also in a dark way. So yeah. they're very prone to their own whims and, you know, reacting and whatever they want to do. Um, so do people interact with the Niffins often? No. And it's, for, well, from what I remember from the book and the TV show, you, it's not easy. You don't just interact with a Niffin. I mean, I remember he had to see her through these mirrors. And JR, do you remember how they interact with her? Um, in the it was almost like a like a conscious thing, right? Where I think like it wasn't like he physically he to, saw her. It's like he creeped in. She creeped into his mind and almost, you know, like kind of like Vinny in the chair when he's talking. We're like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What? We both went the wrong Bro, way. Vinny's a niffin. <laughs> <laughs> what? Vinny's a niffin. 
Really? Oh my gosh! Oh, sorry, Nympho, Nympho, not Nympho. It all makes sense. He's like, what? Um, but yeah, in the book, everything is like. So one of the biggest problems I had with it was the details were mm-hmm. completely missing, like out of the the graphic novel compared to the to the book. Um, and that 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 kind of sucked for me because I do remember the scene like. Lev Grossman as a writer is an amazing writer. Like the details and like he, you get sucked into the book. Like you're reading like you're word for word. Invested. I remember finishing that book in less than a week because you couldn't put it down because he just sucks you in. Mm. In the graphic novel, I did read it fast, but I felt like there were so many things, so many little things gone from the book to the graphic novel that it was just easy to read. And um, it was tough to read, but it was, there, there's just so many things missing. I mean, there's just that. I guess your mind takes you, this book. The gra- the book takes you takes your mind into a place where the graphic novel wouldn't take you because you're visually being stimulated instead of mentally being stimulated by the book. I feel like when you showed me what the because fir- again I've I've only read the graphic novel. I haven't read the book and I haven't seen the show. When you showed me the book, what it even looked like, how thick oh, yeah. it was, I was this- like, whoa! How did they fit all of that <laughs> right? into the graphic novel that I just read? Because it took me like an afternoon. Yeah, and. I yeah. feel like at the end of that afternoon, I just I, the details. It, it seemed to me like the graphic novel skipped large pieces of time. Absolutely. Like you didn't first they're starting at break bills, and then the next pa- yeah. couple pages, now they're on their final year, and then the next couple couple pages, now they've graduated, and then the next couple pages is like they're older now. And I just feel like by the time the final battle happened in the graphic novel, because they had moved so fast through these characters' lives, it didn't feel. I didn't feel any weight. I just kind of felt like, oh, sure, why not? Like, it just kind of washed over me. And I felt like they really wanted that to be, like, a weighted situation. Like, oh, my God, here's the final battle. The monster is actually somebody they know, the big reveal. But by the time I got there, because I went through the graphic novel so quickly, um, I just didn't really care. (laughs) I didn't either, and I liked the story. Yeah. Yeah. Reading that graphic novel, I was like, wait, why didn't I like magicians? Like, I think that's a a great point. I think that that's... That might be touching in the beneath the ink. I'm not sure, but I think that it, for in general, it was like they even mentioned it in the story. Like I, in, in the real world, you have to wait three years. But since I can skip ahead, that's what we're gonna do. And they skip yeah. ahead like three years. Right. I was like, what the fuck? Well, and they wanted you to value these relationships or these right. events as much as you did in the book or or even the TV series. But they right. gave you nothing to create that value or that attachment. Mm-hmm. They just yeah. had them. So it's like I want. I actually wanted to ask you guys as I was reading this. So when you create a comic after the fact of like a TV show and books, are you creating it for existing fans or are you creating it to create new fans? Because if I was somebody who had not heard the story like you, Zach, I would have been like, this is fucking stupid. That's a good question. That's a good question. I think that um, it needs to be for existing fans because if it's for, because I'm new and I Mm. saw this and I have no desire to watch the show or read the book after the graphic novel. <laughs> Although I know it's a huge, like a lot of, there's a lot of fans and that's great, but yeah. I just, I didn't love the graphic novel. But I also think that um, it all depends on how you approach it, right? Like you could do multiple volumes if you really wanted to in, in, invest in these uh, relationships and then that might work out. But for me, for this in particular, I think this is probably cool for existing fans because you get to see what Alice looks like compared to the show and you get to get mad, which kind of sucks, but it's still like you being invested and involved in like the world as a whole. The um, anticipation new fans, for it, right? I think mm-hmm. this is not a book for, for – this is not the way you should enter the story, I guess, or the world. That's that's yep. what I would say. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And, and going off of her earlier point and Vinny's point, like if you're going to focus a story around one character, like at least match the character up. Like I feel like – like Elliot looked very similar to the Elliot actor, and and what Elliot displayed, maybe not. Um, Quentin looked exactly like him, but like Alice is a complete knockoff. Penny is nothing similar to what Penny looked like in the show. But I did I did do a, I did, did a little research, and on in the book, Penny apparently, and you can answer this for me, was less social and more like prickly. Well, so unfortunately, because I've read the books a few years ago now, and I've watched the TV show more recently, they blend together for me. But from what I remember, he's very antisocial. He's incredibly good at his, I can't remember the name of the magic that where he can travel. Teleport and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he is, he is not like he was. And by the way, he's very good looking. He's very fit. He doesn't have the weird mohawk. And when Dude, Alice Penny gets... Penny in the comic 
sucked. It looked like one of Brandon's douchebag friends that's like, my, Brandon's my brother, and he was in a rock band, and he had friends, and there's, I love all of them, but there's some fucking gutter, gutter dwellers there, and they fucking have this green What did you call them? Shit. Gutter? Gutter, gutter dwellers? dwellers? Oh, uh, gutter dwellers. I'm not saying Brandon's friends. The friends that are Brandon's, I enjoy. The people that follow <laughs> them, like, the, like you see them in a mosh pit, you know? They have the, the jorts, and they got the green mohawk, and they got the gauges that hang down to their fucking tits. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it, it just didn't work for the character, in my opinion. But go on. Well, I don't know. I didn't mind Penny. Really? What? No, no, no. Okay, I did. Wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah, I did as lie. a female because she fucks him in the books and on the TV, and she does not regret it that much, let me tell you. She had a good-ass time. Penny's in a In the books and the TV? I don't. I, no, I, in the TV, she doesn't regret it. I'm assuming, because in the book she regrets. Well, it. she ends up eventually regretting it because she like loves Quentin or whatever. But in the moment, she's not like, "Oh, this is the worst." No, he has Penny, this horrible he, mohawk. He, she, he was a good-looking guy. In the saying. TV show, he looks like Colin Kaepernick with like a like a better nose. So he's like, <laughs> <laughs> handsome, he tatted up, light-skinned dude. Like, I mean, he's like wearing scarves bro. too, like these like weird like hippie scarves. He does not look like you, Zach. Don't get excited. Penny no. is Jacob. He does a little bit. Quentin is Edward. Alice is Bella. Oh, no. we're going Twilight oh. references here. Oh, <laughs> no. shit. All wow. Right. We're about to lose a little now. taken aback there. Let's notch out three more hours, and here we go. Um. <laughs> also, in the comic, did you guys find Quentin appealing or attractive? Like, I feel like he was fucking rude Quentin to Alice. Sucks. When I has he Quentin been appealing, though? Overall. All, all together, he sucked really bad. <clears throat> he was just holding Alice back, bro. What yeah. the fuck did she see in him? Like, what did he bring to the table? And she I just was don't not understand. He's the chosen. She one. was not that obsessed with him in the other storylines. I felt she was obsessed with trying to revert her brother from a niffin back to his existing form and investing her knowledge and her time in magic. She wasn't like, I live for Quentin. Everything's for Quentin. Hold on, hold on. One thing I disagree with that is that he wasn't obsessed with her, or she wasn't still him. I'm sorry. She was interested in him because he was so different. And that's what she kept saying. Like, he has something deeper. I'm going to I'm gonna investigate. I need to research this. It was almost like a research she wanted study. To, to, yeah, she wanted to, like, figure him out. Yeah, it wasn't like she, like, looked. I mean, she, yeah, but, okay, but the thing but is. But that's a they, form of obsession, I think. Well, she found. Listen, listen, you guys don't get it because they didn't explain the whole part where she's not emotional. She came from a family where emotions are so foreign to her. And it didn't make any sense to her. And that's what her attraction to him. They're such opposites that they can really, like, work on benefit off of each other. But you don't get to see that in the... Con- I don't know. JR, what do you think? Um, well, I could start with Quentin. Quentin in the book was... Um, he was always kind of the weaker, like, lead character, right? Like, I always felt like... Um, <clears throat> okay, this is like... You're getting really into my, like, geeky, like... Um, this is like... I'm glad I'm married kind of situation. Let's get in there. Dive, uh, dive deeper. Yeah, this is geek deep. Uh, so I um, geek deep. I've read the Harry Potter books and I've read the uh, Percy Jackson books, right? And mm. anybody who's read those two books kind of always compared. Um, and and the Harry Potter books, like there were times where you wish Harry Potter was like super strong, right? And there, he just mm-hmm. wasn't. Like he had to depend on other people. Well, in the Percy Jackson books, Percy was like a beast. Like he could destroy anything on his own. He could stop gods. He could. Um, he didn't need an army, it, um, but they, you know, throughout the story, eventually they start having other characters involved. But in his first five books, it was about him and he was super strong. I felt like Quentin was like Harry Potter, where he was like the leader of the book, but he was also the weakest player of the book. Like his magic wasn't the best. In fact, there are times where he, uh, I, th- I felt like people died because he just didn't investigate or didn't do the magic right or he was too scared to do this like i don't think we should do this like that point where they're like we should go back in the graphic novel like that is times 10 in the book so he wasn't like a very strong leader in the book at all either oh sorry do you remember when he told alice when alice was like quentin i don't want to get in, go in there and he was like well then go home yeah like in the yeah, and He's, i was like whoa that's not their dynamic at all yeah and he it kind of switched on him a little bit like he was like um <clears throat> in that part but it, it throughout the most of the book he was just he was just so weak i mean he really wasn't strong at all it, i felt like the magician's book it was all about the women in in this book it was all about all the side characters and That's that rude. surrounded him um as for alice in the book she i don't remember the description of what she looks like i do remember the description of how she felt and she was very moody um and she was very um uh, introverted 
right? And I think mm-hmm. that I don't remember um, exactly how she felt towards Quentin. Like, I don't remember the obsession. I do remember her being stronger than him. And I do remember uh, him leaning on her. Um, and they're having, like, the first-time experiences, you know, like, when they got together as foxes. Like, that was, like, that was an intense sequence in the book. That was so was, weird in the graphic novel. But it was I was so, like, what the They didn't the portray fuck? it the same. So for those, for those that, before we get, for those that didn't read the book yet, they get turned into to swans or seagulls. Well, no, 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 okay. And then that's they get turned the, into foxes and they fuck. And no, that's, that's the first, a different that's their time. First time they, I know, but they're two separate occasions. That's the they, first time they mate. They get turned into these animals. Yes, yes, they get turned into these geese and they fly off into Antarctica and they um, hook up with this professor who fucked a student, so they isolated him out there. But he's a really good professor. And then he's like, hey guys, you, I'm just going to let you have some fun and romp around the snow. Turns them all into Arctic foxes. This was the first time I was sexually turned on. By a sex story of foxes. I gotta tell you, it was an intimate, very, like, no, it wasn't not It was like a really intense. (laughs) Foxes really get you. Now I have a fox fetish and it's ruining my relationship. Jordan's probably got like furries. He's a furry in the closet. He's got like claws and a tail and shit. With the the ears? I can open my claws. Little ears, like. Mm Yeah, I make it burrow into the covers. Actually, I turn into a gopher and she's really not into it. But that's how exciting it was. That's how well written it was when they fornicated as foxes. It was very. It was a oh, yeah. really important part in their relationship. Yeah, they described they really the sexual well encounters the too. Mm-hmm. They, they, in the graphic they, novel, it happens in like three panels. Yeah. What? It's like first they're foxes, then they get a little bit closer, then they fuck, turn the page, new yeah. thing. <laughs> right? Like who the yeah. like? If that's I was you, I'd be like, who the, the fuck cares? Like, like, why are you fucking okay. as foxes? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like, yeah. Uh, but, it's it's more intense in the book for sure. Like it can it's more it is more like erotic in the book, and mm-hmm. um, it's very it's very intense that scene. It's very intimate, and it's not that so just, you know <laughs> grazed over. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, they did that a lot in the book. There was a lot of like, yeah. let's move on. Like Zach was saying, this let's move on. Let's get to let's try mm-hmm. try to get to the end very quickly. So they did that a lot. Yeah. What yeah. about Julia? Did Julia have a lot in the not, graphic novel? Not in the first. I didn't read not, the graphic novel. No, she was in the TV show all the time. She was barely in the graphic novel, uh, but she's barely in the first book as well. Like she's barely, you know, she comes. She's more prominent in the second book. Julia, she becomes extremely strong. We, Jr. I'm confused. Um, Janet versus Margot was was there only there was only a Janet in the books, right? Margot was television. Yes, I don't remember a Margot. I don't. All. I don't know who Margot is. She's only so she TV based. In the she's, graphic novel. she's like Elliot's. Not. She's like his sidekick. So I don't know the answer to this, but I did some research, and they said that the one character that they forced into the TV show that wasn't in the book was Katie, which was Penny's love interest. Penny's after girlfriend. Alice. Yes, that's mm-hmm. true. Um, but they didn't say anything about uh, Margot. So Margot might have been in the book, but I didn't read it. No, it wasn't. I, I read the. The summaries against Janet, and I believe there was no Margot. There was Janet. They replaced Janet with Margot in the TV series. Okay. I was about to say, don't you think maybe Janet was Margot? No, she totally was. Versa? But like Janet was not as fabulous as Margot was. Why change the up the name? Margot was oh, awesome. So they Margo just changed the name. Head bitch in charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't. I'm just wondering why. Like. That's weird. Yeah. I don't know. That is kind of weird. But in the graphic novel, it seems like Janet is like Regina George, kind of. Like, <laughs> right and like, so and but Margot's very mm-hmm. similar yeah no it's, it's super similar yeah, yeah. super sexual so maybe it's the same maybe it's the same else. character then yeah no it's like that just in the Mar- book yeah it's where she's yeah. super is, is janet in this in the tv show she's margo well, she's margo oh i see they just okay. same name. character different name yeah gotcha. just wondering why they decided to it's just a very similar character i don't know that that was necessarily they didn't need to change the name and like the hair color i don't know right I thought that was weird it's weird yeah right. it was weird it is very weird, and and so, um, easy girl. I feel like uh, with She's hot. I know it's really hot. It's fucking room. Jesus Christ. Um, so with the whole like transition, like how do you guys feel about the characters from the book to the TV series to the comic book? Who did who did it the best? Was it the TV series or the comic? Well, book? the book. Uh, that's why anybody. No, wanted I, no, to no. Talk. I'm I'm sorry. The transition though, like obviously the book did the best, but the TV show do a better job than the graphic novel did. Yeah. Sorry, not well, they, for everyone, but... <laughs> um, I feel like they changed it a little bit. I only saw the first two seasons of The Magicians. I felt like there was a little bit of a difference between the book and um, 
and and the TV series. Like they didn't exactly follow the book. Like there was more in between. Obviously, there's more relationship stuff. They added some characters. Um, but did Penny, you feel like the sentiment was the same? Um, it was hard because Penny was so involved right away, but not in the book. Sure. Um, and right, so, right, right. and so I kind of got thrown off by that when he was so strong. I felt like Penny in the book and in the graphic novel was a background character at all at all times. But in mm-hmm. the show, he's more he's part of the major cast. At the front. And so that kind of threw me off a little bit. Um, the show's got a great look to it. And obviously they pick pretty people. So like that's why Vinny mm. really loves it. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, call out. Shots fired. You want um, a slut, Vinny? Nah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I love Vinny. He does so much for us. Um, we're going to get him over <laughs> Vinny, Vinny, don't leave us. Nice. <laughs> Vinny, please don't leave. <laughs> um, I just stopped recording. Stay in the chair. It's, it's, Everything's done. Done. He's already walked out. Deleting this episode's counts. over. It's all done. It's all done. Um, but it, it was a hard thing for me to swallow on the show. I liked the show only because it was fun to look at and it was fun to like get engulfed. But it didn't exactly follow the first book. This this adaptation of the graphic novel followed the book exactly from um at, 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 like what they showed in the gra- graphic novel. I mean, obviously they're missing stuff, but it was exactly from the book just with the adaptation with the words and the um, the art. But they're missing so much because it's too much. Like the graphic novel would probably be like three times the size, right? It would probably be way larger. Yeah. Wait, so is there only plan to have one? This is it? This to is explain it. This, the whole? The, well, it's this, Alice's story. I mean, it's over. Yeah, this that, is the only planned oh. uh, graphic novel for the magician. Yeah, right it's now. only I, it's only for that. It's only following this first book from. I, I bet you they're gonna try and follow Julia. I bet they'll do an adaptation for Julia at some point. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. and I bet you these Julia's people. story is is really cool and it's yeah. very dark because she doesn't get accepted into the school. Yeah, and so she turns into like yeah. the dark side of magic. But if you will. the coolest part is it's all essentially planned. You find out at the end. Yeah, which see, I haven't read the third we... book, so. That's pretty cool. Oh, no, no, no. So, okay. It's really cool because the, like, lead professor guy and everybody and the watcher woman, they were looping time over and over again because these group of kids were supposed to kill, um, I Martin. keep calling, yeah, I keep calling him the mom, oh, but he's like oh, a tree guy. Is that a tree guy just, to the listeners? Yes. Yes. But they weren't getting it right. So they kept resetting the clock again and again mm. and again. And one of the things they found out during the resets is that Julia would not reach where she needed to reach, like magically, emotionally, whatever, um, unless she was rejected from the school. So they actually uh, planned. She would have been accepted, God, but they planned that to do all. that to her. I gotta yeah, read the book again. Yeah. Julia's, yeah, Julia's character arc is pretty intense, but it's like in the background for the, a lot of the beginning. And then towards the end, it kind of just shows what her path was. And it's just gotcha. dark, evil, Worshipping different magic gods. And Getting stuff. raped by it's a like, fox god. Yeah, she got raped. Yes. yes. Okay, the but here's the thing. Here's the thing. At least she got something out of it because, okay, this is a little aggressive, but his cum gave her a little extra magic. <laughs> That's true. Wow. Yeah. She she did no, she it, did, it literally did. In the sc- was it a fox god? Yeah. He's a oh, trickster is, god. And this is because for the furries. He came inside of her after hey, he Jordan's raped part her. Of that click now. She got extra strong powers. Right. Damn. Yeah, and so, that, Ju- she better so get this character in the graphic novel oh. existed for another. This is another three-panel situation. Yeah. Oh, there's Julie. She didn't get accepted. <laughs> She's kind of dark and weird. Next page. Like Dude, I just like it was very glossed over that yeah. entire. Yeah, you probably don't know that, who that she is. wasn't in the graphic novel at all. No, right. and I, yeah. isn't that in the second book though? That's I feel like this this Alice story is only for the first book, but the whole Julia stuff comes into play in the second book. The second. Book. Yeah, so that's yeah. why it's not in the graphic novel. Because that's oh, so they were the they were just book. only trying to address the first. But book. but yeah, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Alice is still in the second book, right? Because in the end of this graphic novel, she's like, she's gone. No, well, she becomes. But as a Niffin, you're not gone. She's uh, no longer she, Alice. Right? I understand, but Quentin ends up um, communicating with her again and using a spell to uh, re. What's a what's a good word, Jer? Um, uh, reanimate re-insert, her. Insert. Yeah, reanimate her into a person. Nice. Oh, so she comes are. back. JR with the vocabulary. JR, can you turn a freaking light lexicon. on in your dark ass cave? You're We're making it hot now, in this bro. room because nothing gets Come my girl on, hotter Jesus, than Jesus, be professional. So. Well, my my earpiece just fell off. That's how excited <laughs> yeah, I got. She got so. real excited. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, well, that's okay because that's that's where I was confused. I was like, is this graphic novel really traversing the trilogy? And then it's just like that quickly. But if if she goes and then comes back and that's there's still more to her, 
That makes much more sense for me. Yeah, but who cares about this? I wouldn't want to read the second one. I'm not invested. If they if they did another graphic novel. Oh no no right. Yeah. I'm just, saying oh, like I in would, the yeah. books. I was just I was no just yeah confused. yeah yeah. I was just confused. All right. Well, uh, what what do you got for uh, our beneath the ink segment, Z? This is where we dive deep into what the underlying storyline is and how it relates to our current civilized day and our current culture. What, oh, what, what do we got going on, Z? Okay, um, so I have a theory that I'm going to argue, um, and I'm also going to... What if we agree? How are you going to argue? Yeah, you just assume... (laughs) What do you mean? I'm going to, like, argue my point. Like, you can either accept it or reject it. You can state your point, but we could... If you state your point and we agree, how's that an argument, bro? Oh, well, you might not agree. But I think it's considered argument. You know I'm not going to agree, so that makes sense. He just knows you. Anyways, no. Hush, Jordan, up. Go, Zach, go. And um, I also have an announcement at the end of this, so... Um, Okay, so um, the main theme, in my opinion, of of this graphic novel was essentially that um, this was a story about um, expectations not being met once you reach them, or I would call a greener grass narrative. Um, I have a couple di- different examples, but essentially, so in the beginning, they're um, all obsessed with this book, especially Alice. She's ex- obsessed with this book, Filler- Fillory. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or that's not what, what's the book called? Fillory. No, you're right. You're right. Oh, but yeah, that's yeah, the name yeah, of the yeah, land. Fillory. It's, <clears throat> and um, she is like dreaming about this book, wanting to be a magician. Her brother goes to the school and she, that's all she wants, right? She's not happy with where she is. Um, Way down the road, she actually ends up in this world, this Fillory world, where she finds out one of her character, the characters in the book, Martin Chatwin, um, who she kind of was part of this book. So she really looked up to this character, but was mysteriously gone and they might have saved him, ended up being the beast um, and ended up being kind of the main villain and who she had to fight in the end. Um, So the first, uh, what would I call this? What is it? Just the box. What's the box called in the comic? The panel? Uh-huh. Panel. Yeah. The first panel um, is from when Alice is uh, was sent to the south and she had to walk through the um, Arctic and she used the magic to like shield herself. It's all yellow. And it says, I often seem to find myself fighting against the elements. Why doesn't the world ever seem to want me to get to where I'm going? So she's not focused on where she is. She's already focused on where she's going. And she's feeling like this like pushback of her character trying to get to where she's going. Um, the next panel is from the same kind of scene. She's still in the Arctic. She's starting to break from her yellow armor. Um, and it says, which gives me an idea. I can make entropy my friend. So I looked up entropy. Entropy is lack of order or predictability, gradual decline into disorder. Um, I believe this is another example because uh, she in this moment is saying, I'm going to make entropy my friend. I'm going to make disorder my friend. But then once she gets to that point, because she does, because once she graduates college, she's with her friends and everything's in disarray. Everybody's partying and drinking and fucking around and she fucking hates it. But if you go all the way back, this is kind of what she wished for, this disarray. Like she's trying to make that her friend a part of her life and um, her friends do that and it ends up kind of backfiring. The next panel is when the demon, right before the demon gets put in her back. And um, it's the teacher talking and he says, no, I think it's because you're unhappy. Magicians are strong because they feel pain. You feel the difference between what this world is and what you would make of it. So it's talking about what the world is, the difference between it, what the world is and what the magicians want to make of what the world is. And there's a difference there. There's a distance between these two concepts and these ideas the magicians and these characters do not accept what is for what is. They're always looking to change what 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 could be. Um, okay. can, I, can I interrupt you real quick? Because sure. that's that's my favorite part. <clears throat> is that in like Harry Potter and in most magical movies, it's all about the beauty of magic in this mystical place and this mystical realm that you're gifted with these abilities. And in this book, in this comic, in this show, it's about how much pain you have, and and the more pain you have, and the more reality you have, is the stronger the magician you are. I feel like that's just so different. And it's dark, yes, but it's it's almost like if you consider talent, like the most talented people, and, and I'm not, I hope I don't step on your toes here, Zach, when, it, when you're going forward, but like the most talented people when it comes to fame and they reach this pinnacle where they have nothing, they have no consequences. They have not, like they're, they're wealthy, they've accomplished everything. What's next? And they resort to drugs. They resort to something to challenge themselves, to, to explore. 
And like that's that seems to be so interesting. Like it's almost like talent and magic are in the same conversation when they reach their man- magical peak. When you become bored and unchallenged. Yeah, mm-hmm. you just you explore and it's it's kind of like the boys like we just did. Like they they are ultimate beings and they get bored. And like yeah. boredom seems to be like the common theme with that leads to the dark path. Well, here here's the thing. I think it's a very negative, very vicious cycle. Both in and and I think that this this kind of trope is is not uncommon. Um uh, it, it's done in a lot of different ways with different stories. And I think it's always been done because it's, tr- it's like almost trying to teach us a lesson because if, if you're always focused on your destination, your next destination, and I'm super fucking guilty of this. Like, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm this we type are. of person. Yeah. I'm, I'm the type of person where like, if something accomplishes, people are like, good job. And I'm just like already on to like my next goal. Like yep. I don't even care anymore. I'm over Accolades. here trying Can't to get the up. next one, but yeah. it's, you're never satisfied. You're never happy, and and this and that kind of cycle is a contributor to what you're talking about, Jordan. When celebrities like they all they want to do is make it to the NFL. That's all they want, and if they could just make it to the NFL, then they're going to be happy. But once they make it to the NFL, they realize like they feel how they felt the day before they made it to the NFL, and that can be a really destructive. Except time. now they have a hundred million dollars to fucking <laughs> fuck yeah. everything up. <laughs> and yeah. and honestly, I feel like it destroys these characters. I mean. Alice just loves fillery. She loves, you know, this whole story. And then she gets to the, the world and realizes it's not what she thought it was. And then has to fight this this beast who she once looked up to. And then she she, she dies over it. Penny loses a hand. I mean, it's it's like this really negative kind of thing where you, if all you care about is what you can change or what's in front of you or what moving forward, you start to lose sight of what is. And that's a very destructive thing. Um, I have a couple more panels. Um the next one is uh, Alice. She's pissed off for some reason. I kind of forgot exactly why. Probably at Quentin because he's a fucking douche. But um, <laughs> he's the worst. <laughs> she said. She says, or he says, but you know that's not how life works. And then she says, no. In life, you have to make your own meaning. Why is that so hard for people to understand? So she's just talking about how you know it's all about her meaning and like what she wants and and all of that moving forward. Um, I also think that this could be what dreamers do. Like, I feel like if you're a dreamer, then you're always kind of like projecting what is or what you want. And you're kind of losing sight of what is in front of you. I'm super guilty of that. Um, This is kind of a long segment, so I'm going to skip the next two panels. Um, I'll put it on the website, though. Um, The next thing I just wanted to talk about is how. So Quentin fucking cheats on Alice. This is this is beyond the segment, but she cheats on Alice. And then there's a part where, like, Quentin gets mad at Alice for fucking Penny. And I just want to say, what the fuck? <laughs> like, how can you be mad at that? The so rest let me, of the let conversation. Me just, let me just read the panels real quick. Yeah. So, so this is when they're like, shit's fucked. They're in fillery. He cheated on her first, and she fucks Penny. And then she, and then Quentin's like, why are you even here, or whatever? And she's like, to get back at, to get. Oh no, he says, well, why did you fuck Penny? And then she says, to get back at you, and she's all teary eyed and weak, which is like not like her. She's a beast before, but anyway. Because I was feeling like shit about myself. Because I didn't think you would care. I don't know. I understand how much... I I, I don't think I understood how much it would hurt you. Who cares how much it would hurt this guy? He fucking cheated on her. And then his response is, just stop thinking. I I can't hear what you're saying anymore. Just stop talking. That (laughs) pissed me off, bro. Like, who the fuck are you to talk to her like that? That is bullshit, dog. Dude, Q's the chosen one. He's the Harry Potter of the story. Dude, fuck you. Know the fuck he wants. Fuck you. Um, I fucking hate you. Wait, wait. Yeah, he sucks. Uh, yeah, just a couple more things. Just a couple more things. Um, I, I want to highlight uh, just a couple more um, really popular narratives that are also greener grass narratives. Um, the Great Gatsby. The Great yeah. Gatsby is a greener grass narrative. Jay Gatsby loves Daisy. He finally gets Daisy, and that bitch sucks real bad. <laughs> yeah, she does. Um, Sansa's love affair with Joffrey in King's Landing. Greener grass narrative. Um, the picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. It's another greener grass Are narrative. Are you just pulling shit out of our book club that we had for three weeks? So, like, nope. Just... Never done a book club, Jordan? Never done that. a very intimate <laughs> book club. So. That Let wasn't intimate at all. And now on to the, the announcement. Uh, I do have a couple more <gasps> examples. And I've decided I'm going to turn Beneath the Ink into a blog series. So every time I do Beneath the I Ink, I'm going to write a blog a post about it, and I will post it on the website. So next week when this episode drops, I will this have more, more information 
more narrative examples um, and a more fleshed out version of what I'm talking about here uh, on the Hop Heroes website page. Zach, I'm sorry. Can you re-explain Beneath the Ink to me? So we haven't really explained it. So yeah, for the people that don't know what Beneath the Ink is. I'm a noob. No, this is a good question because we haven't explained it. Jordan, go ahead. So Beneath the Ink is the cultural and underlying themes behind the comic books that we read. So it's basically, you look at the illustrations, you look at the pictures, you look at the word bubbles, and they're fun, they're interactive, but what's deeper? What's what's underlying? What's the theme? Are we thinking of the theme in the time it was written or relevant to now or both? That's the beauty of it. It can be both. Hmm. The beauty of it is a lot of the glorious comics, a lot of comics that are put into the realm of appreciation are actually really fucked. Because well, of the they were unlike. written in the... Exactly. So that's mm-hmm. what makes it current, and that's what makes the conversation about current thought processes compared to the 60s, the Golden Age, the Bronze Age, the Silver Age. They're just, they're so much different Like mm-hmm. when it comes to like gender roles yeah. and all that. Well, that's so. really cool, Zach. That's fucking exciting. And you're going to put it where? I'm going to put it on rzenith.com slash hopheroes. I'm going to put it on the Hop Heroes uh, webpage, and I'm going to put a link right under Meet Your Host. So it's going to mm-hmm. be, it's going to be called Beneath the Ink. Mm-hmm. You're going to click it, and it's going to go to a Beneath the Ink blog, and every segment I'll just kind of flesh out more stuff, add pictures, add panels, cool. um, add more examples. I have more examples here, but I'm not telling them to you because <laughs> I want you to check out the blog. Ooh, you. That's some Patreon shit, right? <laughs> you little teaser. Well, you guys, I'm sure you guys will put a link to it um, on your Instagram or something, right? Yeah. So you guys can go right to it. Yeah, so our Zenith is, is Zach's website where he's promoting oh, everything. So you know, that's, that's really that's cool. Kind of our, yeah, I saw our, some uh, of it. That's the mothership. Guys, right you now. gotta go check it out. It's pretty fancy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So before we get into plugs, do we have anything else we want to talk about on the magicians? Um, I do. I just want to talk about the art on the cover, of course, because that's okay. me. So this is an actual really, really dope. good artist. He does all the cover art for Buffy the Vampire Slayer right now, um, and his name is uh, Steve Morris. And um, if you look. At um, if you look at the the uh, he does this amazing stuff that looks realistic, right? I don't know if you guys can see that. Um, but if you look at the va- Buffy the Vampire stuff, all that stuff looks just like that, which is realistic art. You know, colors bright, dark, whatever it is. It's it's a really good stuff. So I just wanted to bring that up because I don't think anybody would have known that that cover on there is from a, a legit comic book cover artist. Nice. So. Yeah, I'm just saying it. it could have been as cool if she had big tits and blonde hair. I'm just saying. Uh, I think it would have actually enhanced the cover. She's not wrong. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, she's not wrong. <laughs> All right. Well, we already we, we plugged our Zenith, which is our, our mothership for all all creatives. Um, creatives are welcome. Uh, if you want to see any podcasts. Um, Zach, how about you just throw in a little bit more of the week? Because you got some new th- new stuff posted on there, right? Yeah, He's man. So um, we have a blog uh, that's not beneath ink. It's kind of just a more general blog that I, I'm, po- I'm trying to post once a week on. Jordan, I believe you're working on a post for that too right now. Yeah, so that's King uh, High River, the yeah. allure of a king. Ooh. Did you get goosebumps? Ooh. Zach, why the fuck are you doing this she to me in our relationship? Uh, why are you giving him more platforms? <laughs> she can barely sit Anyways, right now. Let, shut, alone shut stand. Let, let him promote this. We can't even stop um, talking. In we our also have a couple other podcasts gosh. on there. We have Tectonic Shifts. We just released an episode about Facebook cryptocurrency Libra. Um, that's really cool. We have uh, Sleep Easy. We just did a review on YBN Corday's The Lost Boy, which if you have not heard that album, Please fucking listen to it right now because it is a instant classic. I swear to God, that dude is nuts. Um, he's 21. He's pretty new to the scene, but he's what a kind fucking... of hip hop is wait, wait, he? No, wait, hold on. Can I? It's like lyric. It's like it's like imagine young Nas. Zach, if we go to your website for more than just hop heroes, can you can you tell me what else it's for and what you have on like? That's what sure. Well, no, sure, I know there's... that's what he's saying, but I'm just wondering like you're just promoting like all kinds of artistic things right. in general, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so anything there, you like could be found on there. Sure. Yeah. And it's for artists too. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's basically a place to put art in and then have people come and check it out. We have two photographers, three podcasts, um, and we're growing. I have a, a guy that's writing short stories for it now. Nothing's been published yet, but he's working on it. I have a novelist who's looking to, to join the, the crew. So, that's so cool. Um, so yeah. And it, it's really just, we're looking for any artist who wants to be seen or heard or, um, you know, if you feel like you're underrepresented, especially, um, mm-hmm. I'm definitely looking for uh, you to have a voice, and I, I'm trying to build a platform for that. So um, that's kind of where we're at, and arzenith.com. Uh, that's really cool. um, that's kind of that's the flagship. 
So not only do you get extra hop hero stuff, but you get like whatever you want. That's yeah. pretty awesome. You, you just get to yeah. dive into like, fil- it's like going to fillery. It's just diving into a whole new Frame world. Yeah, it's fil- come, come, artistic come fillery. Join our world. The yes. lore of a king. The lore the of a lure king. Of it's going to freaking. Okay, don't put that on there, Zach. Okay, we'll talk oh, about that. We air. will talk about this off the podcast. I'm, I'm hitting the, the mic. Okay. Oh, anyway, it's definitely going on there. No. Oh, God damn it. Do we have any, any plugs for you, JR, before we sign off? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, like, getting a little saucy. Um, but I, work, as, always, as always, uh, shout out to Action City Comics. Um, thank you so much for your support. Shout out to all your local comic book shops. Don't ever, don't ever, don't ever purchase comics online. Go to your comic book shops. Support them. We need to keep that community alive because it's the best community that is out there. And uh, follow us on at, Hop, at Hop Heroes Pod on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And on Facebook, uh, follow us on Hop Heroes. All you gotta do is search Hop Heroes. You'll get so many good things. So many good things. So many. And go to ourzenith.com. Spell it out for me, will you? Is it our like? It's our Zenith. So Z U R N N I T H. Oh, there's two ends. Wait, there's two ends. I was ignorant on Zenith spelling. Wait, is there two ends? Zach has to look. Yes, there is. Okay. Oh, you are V E. I definitely had to double check. I T H dot com. Okay, there's two ends, guys. Right there. Wait, no, there's only one in. Fuck, I fucked up. There's one in. There's one. Oh my god. Z E N. I love it. Okay, I was one. like, two ends doesn't sound right. Yeah, but all right. edit that out. That's the beauty of it. OurSenate.com. <laughs> one end. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you all next week. All right. Peace. Bye. Thanks for having me, guys.